Hello, my lady. Hello, how are you? You're looking gorgeous in pink. Thank you, thank you. How are you doing this morning? I'm okay. I, you know, there's a bit of a cold going around. Oh, don't do that. But it's like un petit, un petit cold, just yeah. like a little tiny one. I think it's on the way out, but um, but no, I'm all, I'm all right. <laughs> it's that thing, you know, like when you've got commitments and you've got to be on the ball, and then you just feel like I just want to be in bed for the day. Listen, oh. I've got a schedule. I've got a scheduled appointment with my bed after this interview. Ah, <laughs> I shall not keep you from your bed appointment for that long, anyway. Initial intro. Hi, my name is Aquia Jamfi. I'm the founder of the British Blacklist, and I am here with a beautiful lady wearing a lovely pink top, which I probably want to steal. Please, young lady, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, my name is Susan McComa, and uh, I'm an actor. I am a writer, and I am a director now. She's directing now, and I sometimes host a, po- a podcast called The Guilty Feminist. And I'm a great gal. <laughs> I like that intro because you know what? People don't do that. And they're normally like, "I'm an actress," or "I'm an actor," <laughs> and then they just take it very small, and it's very British UK. Me, 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 me. Yeah, like yeah. exactly. Meet me themselves. <laughs> And it's like, no, celebrate yourself. Because, I mean, I could do it all day long, but it's just nice to hear what people think of themselves and how they introduce. And that's a brilliant intro. We are, I don't know, can you just please describe your life right now in one word or one Ooh. sentence? Oh, okay. My life right now, mm. content. Oh, that's a nice place to be. Mm-hmm. I'm holding on to it with both hands. <laughs> how, how long has it been? How long have you been content? I'd say, okay, so we're Friday. I think Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Literally a matter of days I've been content. Previously, very discontented. Yeah, yeah, absolute mess. But Tuesday onwards, fantastic. And what is it that leads to your contentedness? Contentness or contentedness? I don't know. Contentness, contentedness. I think the thing is, I I think it's just realising that I'm in the right place at the right time, I think, across a lot of, um, areas of my life I think the thing that sort of makes you feel a bit dysregulated is where like one thing might be going really well but everything else is going to shit but at the moment I just there's a lot of ticks on everything right now and it feels um keyword peaceful very peaceful content this is where we need to be I like that um mm. it's very important so okay one of the things that must be making you feel completely content is the return of Enola Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Enola Holmes and mm-hmm. who you play? Well, I know, but the people might not know. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> so Enola Holmes is based on a young adult book of the same name. It is The Little Sister, The Imagined Little Sister of uh, Sherlock Holmes and Mycroft, which is funny that I say imagined because Sherlock Holmes is imagined as well. They're all not real, um, but you know, some people on the internet really believe that guy's real. Um, so uh, this is his younger sister who is a wannabe spy herself. And the first film which came out um, in 2020 is about her sort of finding her way. And this second film, which is out in November is about her first case and I play Edith 
who is a woman alongside her mother, Eudoria, played by Helena Bonham Carter, who are up to no good. And basically in the second film, uh, she finds out. So um, yeah, I'm a kind of freedom fighter, women's rights, woman up person in the Victorian era of London town. There we go. I think I sold that. I think you sold it very well. And I do like, I do like Edith's um, assuredness in um in the first one why was Edith the character you were like yeah man I want a bit of that well do you know what I'll be honest I was offered it <laughs> I mean but, but you could have said no like, you could have said like but no. I could have said no yeah so I had it so it was an offer that came is I think that was probably my first offer mm. actually yeah 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 it was and I think the main thing was uh Edith being based on a real woman called Edith Edith Garrard, who is who used to teach the suffragettes jujitsu. And so I thought, oh, okay, cool. That's interesting. And also in terms of the the history of uh, the suffragette, you know, there was a lot of classism, there was a lot of racism as well. And anything that sort of allows us to subvert that history and, you know, I'm I'm down for it, really. Um, and it was fun. It's a big old film, it's a big old studio film, and I'd never done anything like that before. And I think that as well as kind of deciding on jobs for loads of other reasons, you know, I think you should always be challenged. And I, and I felt like joining something like Nola Homes would be a new challenge for me that arrived at the right time. That's really cool. And then actually, I wanted to go back to you saying offered an ego and blah, 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 blah. Mm. I, I'm assuming because I'm not an actress and people think I am, but I am. <laughs> it's because you're so gorgeous. So gorgeous, exactly. Because it's, it's so gorgeous. Everyone's like, why is she not on the screen? Why is she not on the stage? Put my beauty on the screen, guys. <laughs> it will mess up your project, but doesn't matter. My beauty <laughs> will make it win. But um, it's that offer thing. Because I, 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 I don't know what I thought, but um, the fact that you're saying this is your first offer. So is this when does this mean that mm. for the first time someone had an idea like, oh, and you know who we want? Susan Wakoma. So trying to say that's the first time you've been considered in that way, and everything else has been an audition up until that point. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, up until that point. So that was 2019, yeah. So that was my first offer, which was then, I did a play at the Donmar, which was my second offer. Like, it was kind of like the year that I that things started to, to change for me in that respect. It's really cool and brilliant. And I know it's because I've worked hard and my agents have worked hard, but you know, there's also talent in the choices. <laughs> That's why I mentioned the ego things because just being offered something isn't the reason why you should do it. No, but also, but it, what are the projects do you think that have stood you out and let people take notice? Because I think I was going to say that you're, you're, you seem like a jobbing actress. You're always in stuff. But they are quiet projects, maybe not super noisy. But mm -hmm. I know, I but I know obviously because I have, have an eye on everybody black, so I'm just like I know what you guys want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think oh, Susan gets lots of work, but they are kind of small projects, or maybe not to to our audience per se. So, mm -hmm. what do you think are the projects that um, have made you kind of people take notice of you? Um, oh, it's so weird because I made a kind of promise to myself right. not to worry or or at least make it my business about like what are the jobs that are going to make me look shiny mm -hmm. like I you know without you know without sounding big-headed it will sound big-headed I work 
You do. She says, listen, there's people who call, like, we've been trying to get you on this thing for years. And I'm like, you busy? You busy, busy bee? Um, and it's not just for the heck of being busy. It's me, you know, with my with my team and my people sort of going, okay, cool. What do we want to do next? And I will do anything I want. That's one thing that my agents, they'll be like, Susan, don't do this. I'll be like, bye, I'm doing it. <laughs> um, because there's loads of reasons why you do jobs other than just it's clouty, other than, oh, it's going to make me look sexy on, you know, on this platform. It's, is it going to be fun? Sometimes it's where are we filming? Oh, we get to go here. I've never been there before. There's all sorts of reasons. Oh, I get to work with that actor. I get to work with that director or that writer. And I really try and stick to those being the reasons as opposed to, is it going to push me to the next level? Because I don't, the next level is the next level. And then there's somebody else who's better and younger. And I always really try and stay attuned to my choices. And maybe people should probably think that I should be a bit more ambitious, but but I'm content. So this is where the content comes in. You need peace in this journey because it's a crazy journey to be in. And it's a lot to deal with on a day to day. So Content is the, is the key word, I would think. Also, I think that there's there has to be an acknowledgement that especially when you're starting out, like, it's cute to think that you have choices. You don't. Yeah. You've got to turn up to the auditions and book the jobs. And that's kind of what I've done. And I think that, you know, what you pointed at, what you briefly said about the projects that I'm in that may not kind of be, have Black people at the centre of their audiences. It's just like, look, I, I remember, oh, here's a good, here's a good example of this. I remember when um, Top Boy uh, was on Channel 4, so OG Top Boy, and I was like, oh my God, I want to get an audition. They would not see me. They would not see me, even though they're filming on estates that I grew up on. There's just a notion, maybe it's because I went to RADA, maybe it's because I, but the thing is, I learned really early on to not make that my business because I know where I'm from. And I know that a lot of the doors that opened up for me was comedy. A lot of the comedies that I was doing in like kind of the, you know, 2015, 2016 time, majority of the creators were white. And so it was just like, look, I'm going to go in and be excellent. And it may not have had black people in the, in the center, but I, I also don't believe that I should be choosing work just because of who is going to see it. The way that that happens is the work that I write and create. Whole different business. I was going to ask if there are any, like, what scripts come your way? Because I know how our community as creatives, though we are all looking for representation and our stories being on screen, I know that we, and I say we, um, it would never be me, but I say we, Mm -hmm. are very exclusive and selective of who we think should be representing our stories. We mm-hmm. have colorism, sexism, ageism, popularism, all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff that goes into what we think will make the best, give us the best access to the mainstream. So the decisions mm-hmm. that are made aren't always fair, honest, or true to who we should be working with and who we should be celebrating. So it's, I'm glad I'm glad that you actually said that because I wondered that of you and not just you, but some actors and actresses are like you're in the you're not in these projects. Mm-hmm. I make assumptions as, as to know why, but it, I mean, the reason could be varied. Yeah, it's varied, but I, yeah, it's completely varied. But I just ultimately, I always circle back to, because, you know, wanting to be uplifted by the culture is kind of the, the dream for everybody. 
it's what you want you know in your private life and everything like that and so when it does happen in your private life and then it, you don't feel like it happens within your work it can be really hurtful it can be really confusing but I learned really early on that I was like look I the amount of young black women that come up to me that's above me that go I see you that, that's yeah. enough that's enough I'm doing my work I'm doing I'm absolutely I know that I'm very very confident in my choices and also because I've got to also say that you have such a wide range of stuff as well like you've played so many random characters when I say random but it is random no some of them are random it's randomized <laughs> randomized and actual who is she playing but also randomized in the different worlds that you get put into, yeah. which like like Enola Holmes, you don't, um, you know, this is a, a period piece, Victorian times, you're a black woman in this space. And especially the conversation between suffragettes mm-hmm. and the representation of black people in the suffragettes, which was a problem. Um, you're, you're literally knocking down doors, breaking down barriers and representing in a different way, which could only be exciting for you, right? only exciting and guess what in this second film i'm not alone we've got sharon duncan brewster man Yay, we love like, sharon what we love sharon so it's just listen i'm i'm all about it oh my god she's so good in this film <laughs> she's so good she's so I'm good as we knew but yeah I mean, this is great. so um so enola what was it like just filming second time around you build that family you know thing that you had when you're first time around what's it what was it like getting back with the old gang and um, getting cracking, getting stuck into it. It was really fun. I've actually, I, d- I did another job with Helena in between the f- uh, first and second film. So we're, you know, really good friends now. And Millie's grown. That was weird, sort of turning up on set going, oh my God. It's mad. <laughs> yeah, it was, I did, I felt a bit like, oh, here she is. Uh, yeah, she's big now, you know, and she's running things like she, she's our producer. She was the person who sourced the books and went to Legendary with it. So um, seeing her kind of step into that, you know, I she's going to be execing and making things. And that's just definitely going to be in her future. But it was mad. It was it was crazy going back to something so big after lockdown um, and a lot of people trying to get us all together we were you know heading into the winter so we had omicron like it was a military operation that we that we managed to get it done it was no small feat um so i just felt a lot of just gratitude um for this industry and the people working really hard to put it together because boy that schedule whew, it was tight it was really tight everyone did well Give me a moment on set or offset or just being a part of it that made you say, yeah, this is why this is why I'm involved in this. Like a memorable. The fight sequence. Okay. The fight sequence. Because I know what I'm doing in fight sequence. I've got a distinction at drama school for stage combat. Listen, I know. Yes. Yes, I'm good. I'm good. And people don't necessarily think it. But when I was like, okay, cool. I do this, 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 this. Boom, 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 boom. Everyone was like, is it? I was like, it is. That was so fun. <laughs> I you know what, as stupid as I am, I want to have a stage fight with you for no reason. Listen. We each other out. Can we pretend that we're arguing and have a stage fight? I don't know what I'm doing, but let's do it. We'll do it on the street. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll do it on the street. I'll teach you how to do like a nap, how to do the distance, everything. Like, honestly, like, I know what I'm doing. But the thing is, I think it's because I forgot. Because like for a lot, of women like woman king oh my god my eyes were bulging out of my head because I was like oh my god it's women like killing people like yeah. we don't really get 
that experience as actresses we don't it's not really down to us that happens mm. so few of those times so you forget that you're any good so someone gives me like this or they give me a broadsword or whatever and I'm like boom 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 oh yeah I'm really good at it so it was just one of those moments where I was like I'm really I'm really proficient at this it was very fun I, I enjoyed that sequence what's a broad sword Stop. okay baby so it's a big fat sword <laughs> it's like you know one of the medieval yeah yeah them. <laughs> yeah they actually so like at drama school uh, a fight teacher would have like a case of all these big swords and you would pick one and you'd be like hanging parry number five number two boop, boop. yeah and then we had to get assessed with these massive swords and I was only one of four girls in my year it's a, a year of 34 four of us who got distinctions I'm now scared but also <laughs> we are going to do a stage fight on the streets and everyone's going to make think that it's real this is yep. the plan <laughs> and I'm gonna find a broadsword. Maybe I shouldn't say I'll find a broadsword. I might get arrested. But yeah, you might get arrested. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a plastic broadsword. Yeah, we'll start there. <laughs> all right, so if so, put it okay. So this is like if it all went tits up. Not necessarily tits up. Or you said, you know what? I've had enough of this. Mm. What's your plan B? What would have been your plan B? Or what is your plan B? When I say I don't have a plan B, let me say it again. I don't have a plan B. I don't right. have a plan B. Shit has to work. <laughs> Which is so unlike me. Look, I'm a Capricorn. I'm meant to have a plan B, C, D, E, F, G. I don't have one. And sometimes I look in the mirror. I'm like, Susan, you're re- wow, wow, you- what? And, I- and then I look back, going, yeah. So make it work. <laughs> okay, that's enough. I mean, go for it. I mean, you're doing well, so I don't think you need. To. <laughs> um, what's made you sad, mad, and glad this week? Oh, okay, sad. Oh, sad. <laughs> the state of this flipping nation. What? <laughs> I was minding my own bit. Do you know what I was? I was I was on a walk. I was what what I call to my, I was actually on a <laughs> leaving a message from my friend um Demola. I was like, I'm on my middle class walk. That's what I call them because I, t- I go and take the air. That's what I do. I go, oh, I've got a bit of time. I'm gonna go take the air. So I go. T- <laughs> I mean, I, it's it's down. You know, it's around. You know. Bermondsey but I'm taking the air Still and the air. I'm just minding my own business and this this trust is gone I'm like what else this is a lot it is actually this is and also like to participate in it as it, and when I say participate in it I mean like read the news and like get into these debates to participate in it is just madness so that's made me sad and that's cool and what's made you glad whammy uh what's made me glad uh oh being at home being in my home I've been filming the last four weeks and um which I've loved really really good people and this week I've just been able to to be at home I'm getting a wardrobe fitted and you know had like the surveyor come round and just to make breakfast in my flat and yeah I'm I'm a bit of a homebody like that so just being in the home that I worked hard for has made me really really glad oh I like that um what are you watching right now (laughs) oh I'm sorry I'm sorry but I've I've started love is blind season three okay I should be watching something intelligent I was gonna start watching that but then my friend Camilla messaged what me. Were you gonna watch, like, Sorry? What were you going to watch? The Bear. Everyone's been talking about yes, it. Yes. 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 So I was going to start 
that. But then last night, my mate Camilla was like, Love is Blind, blind Season 3 is here. I was like, I'm gone. See you later. I lose all my friends whilst Love Island is on. Then they come back to me. Love is Blind is mine. So, and, and good luck. I mean, okay, to be fair, I'm a, I'm a reality show snob. So I judge everybody and everything. All my friends like yours is so annoying. Just watch it. But I Love is Blind, I must I say. No, I, I'm a snob. Yes. Yes. It's a, no, I'm a snob. I'm a snob as well. I'm a snob, but there's just something about that show that's got me in a chokehold. I don't know. I just, I, I think oh, it's just mad. It's just so. It's just. What are they doing anyway? I mean, I might peep into Love Is Blind. I did watch one and two. I watched one intently, two with a side eye. Yeah. And then three. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Uh, what are you reading right now? If you're reading anything right now. I am currently reading um, uh, This Is Not A Pity Memoir by Abby Morgan. So Abby Morgan, uh, writer, she's written so much stuff, plays, TV adaptations. I think she did The Split, which was on recently. Um, And basically, during lockdown, her husband got really severely sick and then she got really severely sick. And it's just well it's called this is not a pity memoir but just the way that she talks about observing um her husband's illness and then you know dealing with her diagnosis it's just written in the most incredible it's just in the most incredible way so I've started I've started reading that which is almost certainly going to be adapted into something the way that she is able to capture those moments of when you love someone and you see them suffering but also it's like it's making you just completely crack up is wow. yeah incredible so i'm yeah i'm literally right in the middle of, of reading that okay brilliant and um, what are you listening to um what am i listening to <laughs> i'm listening to <laughs> okay so on the film that i um just wrapped we sort of re- we rediscovered craig david we rediscovered craig david and that's fair he made want to do it in his bedroom and then you get kanye west and he was the first yeah. He was the first, our boy was the first. You know, I just started listening to Born, Born to Do It Again and I was like, this boy was so golden. And then Bo Selector came along. I'm furious. Anyway, so we've gone back to the every morning on the makeup truck. It was like, which one? So much so that our rap gifts were all like, Craig David has a book, like a kind of like biography, self-help book. And we all bought each other the same book. Oh, so it was man. like, here you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> book so Craig David I'm back on it what a genius that's amazing um what's the last thing you saw on stage and that could be a play or a musical performance what did I last see I saw something just before I started working Hello, did I... oh no actually do you know what I did I went to the jazz cafe for the first time in my no um what is it Ronnie Scott's I went to Ronnie Scott's for the first time in my life I've got like a list of things being a Londoner there's loads of places I haven't gone because I'm just like oh that place whatever so now I've got a list of things where I'm like I'm actually going to enter so uh a guy who I know from my boy Ivano Jeremiah he is like you know so many really cool wonderful musicians he introduced me to an amazing um trumpet player called uh, Reuben Fox I was like I want to go to Ronnie Scott Reuben who lives in New York was like I happen to be doing a show so I went to like 
the late night show at, at Ronnie Scott's. I think it ends at like 2 a.m. or something. So I took a couple of my girlfriends around and we saw, we saw him play. So it was wicked. I went for the first time and supported an artist that I actually know. So yeah. That's that amazing. Was. That's a good yeah. one. Um, you mentioned like you've got a list of things. What's your, uh, what's on your bucket list? Maybe top three or? Bucket list. Um, I've never seen Lion King, but have you seen The Prices? I've, I've I've done both. I've seen it and I've seen prices. And then what else have I not done? That's like that's like quite high. That's been high for a while. You know all those like big musicals that are just here. They're just yeah. there, and I just haven't gone in. So that's kind of my first. I just want to hit the list of them. It doesn't matter whether I like them or not. But let's just go yeah. and have a jolly and wear a feather boa or you know get dressed up with some sparkles. They come they come like in a truckload from like Brighton. Yeah, and yeah. them girls, them there's Huns. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. all the hens getting out. I I think that's a, that's a fair point. I would look into it. I, you should be. You should have seen anything. Okay, so sell us celebrate someone that you rate right now. Like someone celebrate someone else who's doing bits that's really inspiring you right now. Oh, a person's doing bits. Oh, it has to be Abby Abby Ajaye, my friend. Her show Riches is about to drop. And excited. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm thrilled. You know, we're, we've been good friends for a, for a while and she's been the source of a lot of um, advice, a lot of comfort and um, kind of seeing the whole process of, of riches take place. And to this point is I'm just so excited and it's it's well overdue because like the states know, the states know about Abby. And so it's about time that she had her own homegrown show because uh, like kind of what we said before at the beginning you know you want to be you want to be um seen by yours and yours for us are black brits you know yeah people sort of go go to the states but that's not home yeah um to pack up is 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 long <laughs> and I, I we met just as abby was about to go and do how to get away with murder like literally about to leave in in three weeks time that's when our friendship started and so kind of seeing her navigate the american screenwriting um landscape and then finally come back to do this is is huge it's really really big so yeah abby riches that's who that's a brilliant one I'm lifting up. everything that represents that's amazing and celebrate yourself make us proud of you what, what have you done that like, what's the one thing right now? Because I know it's going to change all the time. But right now, what are you most proud of? Okay. I am about to direct my first feature film, which I've written and will star in. We're just getting the funding together. And I am going to celebrate that because I always felt like all of that belonged to other people, you know, other people with different set of skills, different set of qualifications, different set of know-how. And then in my experience of, of learning about the craft of directing and working with my DOP and figuring it all out, realizing, oh my gosh, I've, I've got more onset experience than a lot of the people that I'm working with and understanding that it isn't some kind of mystery that exists. So um, learning about the British film industry and this system, which is, I mean, anyone who gets a film made is a, is a hero is a it's hard that's why I'm never going to be rolling up my eyes to anyone who's like I made a film I'm like you did it you did it it's hard work but um but no it's it's really 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 exciting where it's at at the moment so I'm going to exalt that 
I exalted with you. I realized you gave me no name, no theme, no plot, no nothing. No. So I'm assuming no. I'm not going to know until later. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, just quickly before we go, um, you've just completed filming um, the Homeless World Cup for Netflix. Can you tell us about oh, that? Oh, no, we did that. We shot that last year, but that's going to be coming out next year on oh. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we shot that in Rome. That's with um, Michael Ward, Bill Nye, um, Shay Cole. Um, yeah, it's great, great, great actors. Um, yeah, so that's a real, it's based on a real tournament. I didn't know that it was real. It's called the Homeless World Cup, uh, where people from all around the world compete in a soccer tournament. And they are all in different sort of stages of their the housing crisis in their various countries they come together to play this game and so this is a film about the tournament um in our film it's set in rome you know michael ward's the star boy of the of the uk team um and it was a lot of it was a lot of fun with them lads i must say, <laughs> i mean shady cole and michael they're rising stars and yeah. just i like seeing your rise and seeing them and being in the project with them that must be fun must have been fun yeah, it was it was beautiful, and those those boys, listen, they they they're good. They're fine. <laughs> like they don't need nothing from me or from the aunties. They're good. Um, but it's just wonderful being around them and seeing them so excited and seeing the buzz around them and just enjoying it. And we had such a laugh. I mean, it was the first. It was the first time that I'd been out of London since lockdown, uh. and it sh- and it showed. <laughs> and it showed for everybody we went a little bit mad um it was hilarious <laughs> why not and if you can't go mad in rome why not where else should i say yeah. okay so then all right so nola holmes part two was it is it nola holmes part two that sounds like a very dry title Enola Holmes. Enola Holmes part two. That's it. Just I feel two. Like I yeah yeah give him a call and just yeah uh... like Enola holmes two going wild with edith i don't know <laughs> That sounds like a different film. That sounds like a different film. <laughs> Why can't we watch Enola Holmes 2? You period. can watch Enola Holmes 2, period. Netflix, 4th of November. Nice, we like that. And where can we stalk you? No, we don't want to invite stalkers. Where can we watch you, find you and celebrate your <laughs> wonderful life? Um, <laughs> well, I, I always say, um, there's a bit of a running joke with my friends when they're like, some of my friends are like, oh, we don't see you out of this. And I'm like, look, if you want to know what I'm up to, go on my IMDb. As it. Have a little looky there and you know, it's all good. But no, I am on Instagram. I don't even want to say my, my handle because I chose it when I used to just post like my coffee and the sky and be like, caption, nice sky today. You know, back in those sweet, sweet, sweet innocent days. days yeah. And actually, I sweet innocent days. And I did have an American manager who was like, um, so uh your instagram handle why don't we pick something that's a little bit more mature just a little bit more i don't know that just speaks to your brand i was like Susie woozy 12 speaks to my brand i like, like Susie woozy <laughs> <laughs> Susie woozy 12 that's where i'm at i like it and that's i'm like do you know what to be fair when i first started the british black whenever i you know was starting to take notice of what you were doing i was like well, susan wakoma where is susan wakoma <laughs> I find Susan Wacoma and now it's in my head. This is Susie Woozy. My love, thank you. It's always great speaking to you and it's always good to see you.
pleasure 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 thank you for having me i'm glad we could do it finally